Going Yamitators episode 89 with Harry Moros. It was a really good one. We talked a lot about comedy. We talked about um, he, he's got a new job on Children's Hospital. That's pretty awesome. And, um, and yeah, we talked about a lot of things. We covered a lot of ground. And just a lot, a lot of talk about comedy, which was great. Um, okay, so go to facebook.com slash Yamatat with Doug Culp. Comment, question, review, rate on iTunes and Stitcher. Um, if you go to yamatat.com, that's the website for the podcast. I've got a donate button on there from PayPal. Um, uh, some shout-outs to Australia in this episode. So look, look out for that. <laughs> uh, my Twitter's at Dougathan, D-O-U-G-A-T-H-A-N. And the show's Twitter is at Yamatat, Y-A-M-A-T-A-T. Duplex Comedy Suplex was awesome. It was me, Ethan Stanislavski, and Sammy Obeyed, and it was really good. Uh, we we all had a great time. If anyone still hasn't made it out, you're missing out because it's been really fun. So come hang with us at the Duplex. So yam it up with me and Harry Moros. It's kind of hot, hotter in here because I got my computer going, but okay. it's nighttime, so it's not it's not that not that bad. No, I'm gonna take my sweatshirt off. Though. Okay. Oh cat, no way. They start like chewing on wires and stuff. Yeah, I, I get that. Yeah. I'll, I'll we used to a little bit. We used to have rabbits at our house. Yeah. And my mom like a lot of rabbits, like sixty rabbits, and my mom would let them run everywhere, and they just. just they're incredible home wreckers, both physically and like in a relationship. Yeah. So. <laughs> Rabbits will sleep with your partner. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well. Thanks a lot, home wrecker. Believe <laughs> it or like, not, having like sixty rabbits in your house isn't that great on a marriage that's already falling apart. So that was that was fun. No. No. Yeah. Man, so what's the uh, what's the gist of the podcast? Now? Just it's just um, just talking and tangents and stuff, and then I toss in a few questions about comedy. Cool. Very cool. Yeah, I can, I can do that. Mm-hmm. Um, wait. So you came here from work? I did. What's your job right now? I'm an assistant editor on Children's Hospital. It's sweet, dude. Really? Yeah. My job's sick. That's amazing. Yeah, it's pretty incredible. Ah. Oh. That's so cool. Yeah, I got to meet like David Wayne and Rob Cordry last week. Yeah. Who I am now. It's fucking <laughs> awesome, man. It's so fucking sweet. That's rad. Yeah. Is that so? That's recent. Yeah. Like uh, I've been working on the show for like four weeks or so, maybe five weeks. Uh, like assistant editing is my day job, and before this, I've been working on like a whole bunch of children's shows, like mm-hmm. uh, Ant Farm, which is a Disney show. Okay. It was voted the second worst show in all of television. <laughs> Behind the Real Housewives of Everywhere collectively, they have to combine to be worse than this fucking group of kids just trying to make it, man. Yeah. <laughs> so is it? Wait, wait, wait. So is it like animated and then they zoom in and it's live action, or is it like it's yeah. live action? Ant Farm means advanced natural talent. It's these thirteen-year-olds who are like uh, prodigies at like music. Computers okay. and art and stuff like that. So it's the it's the uh, gifted kids in the school. Mm-hmm. All right, all right. <clears throat> See what I was thinking was more of like a space monkeys. Yeah, I wish, <laughs> I wish. It's so much better than a kid who's like, well, I know computer stuff and I'm gonna sing a song about it. And they're like, Great. Oh, that's pretty cool. It's megabytes. Cool. 
megabytes. <laughs> so many megabytes. That's, uh, that's not very far off, honestly. I don't know. <laughs> like, uh, I, had to, I had to put the laugh track down on those episodes. Of so you had to long. get canned laughter and be like, all right, I'll put it here, I guess. 300 laughs per show. So I'm just laying down nonstop. Just 300 like, laugh tracks? Yeah, well, like, like individual, individual laughs. Like, here's a laugh here, here's a laugh here, here's a laugh here. Because that show, they wanted every line to be a show. That's not how that's not how the world works, you know. No. But it's what Disney wanted, so I'm like putting down the. There, I have a whole huge library. You're like, listen, if you give me free Star Wars everything for the rest of time, I'll do it. I'll do it shamelessly. But, oh my god, yeah, it was a. It was, that was like it was fun, very it's interesting, like nice. Okay. Yeah, it's it, it was what it was. Like, but I go out and I write. Like, I spent so much time writing material and like honing my craft, and I think I have good jokes, and like people don't give me shit, you know, and open yeah. mics and stuff. And then someone comes out, and they're like, did you remember to bring the software? I thought you said soft square. And they hold up a pillow, and I make the <laughs> biggest laugh you've ever heard. Like, this is so fucking whack, man. Soft <laughs> square. <laughs> yeah. It's like on a... Oh, man. There's a better example I can't think of right now, but The Simpsons where Lisa is babysitting Bart, and she's like, Bart, I said go to bed. And he's like, I did. Go to bread. Bread, yeah, yeah. I remember that. <laughs> Fucking, I love that one. <laughs> That's so good. What a classic episode. Dude. Oh, man. Yeah. Um, How do you want me to talk, and where do you want me to talk? I mean, right there. It's Just, recording right now. Oh, is it really? <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Sorry, I can, I, sorry I can, everybody I can, Disney. I can chop... <laughs> Whatever, if you want. And no, that's okay. Just, uh... <laughs> it's, dude, it was, it was crazy. Like, I like... I do like doing the, the assistant editing work, so I like doing editing and everything. But, uh... I don't know. It, it's just weird. Like, different shows, you have different, um... Responsibilities, I guess. Yeah. And, uh... The one I'm on right now has the best responsibilities, so... Oh, I'm pumped man. That's so cool. Yeah, it's great. Uh, how much can you not, like, talk about content or whatever, but, like, uh, about the job? It's... This one's sweet, like, uh... So there's an editor and then like you help the editor like so sometimes that's all like sometimes it'll be one editor and then like i just give them whatever they need whether if they need like sound effects i'll look it up for them or i'll put them on the track for them or like do uh basic visual effects for the show or like uh sometimes you get to cut some scenes assemble some stuff together on this show there are like four or five different editors so uh because they have like four shows going on, right? Yeah, that within the show? Yeah, well, within the show, there's there's a lot going on. It's, it's pretty crazy. Like, I I'd only seen the show a couple times before I started working on it, yeah. and I was like, oh, it's pretty freaking good. Sorry, it's all good. Do you want to take it mid podcast? I gotta take this. Listen, that's how he sounds. That's a really good impression. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> that's because I'm him. I'm him. <laughs> he just raised his voice like that. Yeah. <laughs> Click. Your dead Conan's out. Um, but, like, uh, yeah, so there are several different editors, and they're, like, all trying to put together a show. There are different stages. So you get, like, uh, there's an editor's cut, which is the first one that goes out, and then you've got a director's cut, which the director has to pass through it, and they give their notes, yeah. and the producers give a pass, and they give their notes, and the network gives a pass, and they give their notes, and so on and so forth. Oof. So, like, I do a lot of the digital outputting and the media management. Uh, in there, and I also do scripting, which is where you take like all the footage, and if there are any two cameras shooting at the same time, you sync them together. Uh, and then the program oh. I work on has like digital scripts that you can uh, put markers on for every line, and every take of that line will show up at that marker. Then, so if you're like editing something together, what? and you're like, "Oh, I need a replacement line for the scene," you click on it, and then it takes you right to that scene 
all the options. So when so when there's um, the two cameras are shooting, so you have the exact same footage just from either end, so you can be like, up until she says trash can, that's where I'm like putting this one on top. Totally. And then yeah. gets to him. So they cl- those clips get grouped together. Uh, <coughs> it's called like uh, grouping, I guess, or multi grouping. <laughs> Uh, when I was working, I started out working in a multi-cam sitcom, so it's like four cameras shooting all at once. So you just have four cameras. Which sitcom? That's what uh, Ant Farm was one. And oh, okay. The one I went on to after that was called Mighty Med, which was uh, children working in a hospital, <laughs> which is, I guess, what I'm doing right now. Yep. Uh, <laughs> but it was like a superhero hospital. <laughs> So, like, that was that was pretty cool. Wait, aren't the Sky Brothers involved in that they, show? Yes, somewhere? they were on that show. Yeah, okay. That's true. They're, they are the villains. I haven't been, I haven't continued watching the show. <laughs> uh, but they played, like, comic book owners, uh, comic book store owners, and then they were, like, the villains uh, <laughs> in it. So, that was pretty cool. Yeah, I got to, I saw the Scars through that, and I, them, I know them a little bit through uh, somebody who opens for them, but not, like, yeah. not, like, great yeah. uh, by any means. So, it was nice to see them on there. Mm-hmm. Also, like, Pat Oswalt came was on that show, so that yeah. was pretty cool. That's awesome. But that show was, like... So VFX heavy that it was incre- it was it was incredibly tiring and like was so uh, soaking up a lot of my days. I was working like seventeen hour days sometimes. Just, like, Ooh, it, was, yeah. it was nuts, uh, <laughs> and it was also like kind of new to the business. So like I made some mistakes that like made things uh, costly for me. Uh, but and then I worked on the show called Partners, which was Kelsey Grammer and Martin Lawrence. That was on FXX okay. for five weeks, <laughs> ten episodes. <laughs> It took us nine months to shoot. <laughs> it was on there for two weeks, oh, no. <laughs> or five weeks, whatever. Yeah. So that was that was that was interesting. Kelsey Grammer is an incredible actor. Like so good. It's yeah. it's crazy. Like he knows every movement he does and like every place he's gonna be and stuff. It was uh, it was pretty cool. What was the premise of that show? They're partners. Uh, like law, law partners? partners. Yeah. Like Kelsey Grammer. He's a he's a skeezy lawyer, uh, and okay. so he gets fired from his dad's firm. Uh, you know, as okay. skeezy lawyers want to do. And then Martin Lawrence, he's from the streets, but he, he's a good guy lawyer, and he just doesn't make any money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the two, and his he's wife... He's Daredevil. Right. Yeah, yeah, he's, he's Daredevil uh, without the energy. <laughs> he's just tired all the yeah. time. Yeah, that's kind of how it's been, man. <laughs> that was, that was uh, Listen, something else we, to Listen, I know you're high energy, but we need you lower, way lower. Just take it down to a five. All yeah, right? uh, you don't need to tell him. He, he was down there for sure. It was, it was weird. Like I don't, I don't know what the circumstances were, but like there were a whole bunch of there's a whole bunch of like just nonsense going on in that show. Uh, and the, it was, it was fine. Like I liked, uh, I liked the showrunners. It was the guy who did, um, it was Miller Boy. Yeah, so those are the guys who did like, uh, the show, uh, Full House. They're doing oh, okay. Full House. Yeah. And come back and then uh, Fuller House. Fuller House. Yeah. <laughs> Is that what it's called? I think so. Oh, jeez. <laughs> and Fresh Prince is coming back, too. Yeah, Fresh Prince is coming back. <laughs> that's so crazy. I can't wait. <laughs> see how that's gonna... I hear the Fresh Prince is going to be white in this one as well. <laughs> but it's just, it's just all, for real, it's just all the original people, right? I think so. Back. Well, for Full House, it's not the entire cast. Or not Full House, but for, uh, uh, Fresh Prince. Fresh Prince. Yeah. I don't know. I actually don't know that much about, like... Because I saw one of the... Uh, clickbait ads and it was all of them like they clearly had recently posed for this picture <laughs> <laughs> and I was like hey alright bring bring on some more Fresh Prince why not <laughs> that was a great show people love that show yeah 
So yeah, that's the TV I work in, man. Yeah, man. It's a children's hospital, though. That's so cool. Yeah, it's it's great. This is by far the, my favorite show to work on. Like, I enjoy being <coughs> at work, and like, I feel like uh, I actually have some sort of input, which uh, sometimes is lacking yeah. at other shows. So like, being able to participate creatively is pretty cool. Not that I'm participating like a ton that way, but just like anything whatsoever is pretty cool. Yeah. So I'm excited about it. So did they had they seen like other stuff that you'd edited, and they'd be like, they were like, let's call this dude actually i've been out of town like on the road doing stand-up for yeah. about three months so i wasn't working i got i got a whole bunch of calls to work on like some disney shows which i i would have taken in a heartbeat yeah uh, you know i just needed to work and when i came back i was like super desperate for money uh and a friend of mine he'd seen me do stand-up and i told this i used to tell the joke about being an assistant editor we kind of talked about it with the laugh track stuff yeah yeah uh and so he's an assistant editor. He's like, oh, I just love that joke, man. Uh, and so I hooked him up with some work once when I was, like, uh, out touring, and I needed somebody to fill in for me. Yeah. Uh, and then he's like, yo, if you need some work, I'm, they need somebody else on the show. And you're like, which show? Well, which I, It wasn't initially Children's Hospital. Oh, they brought okay. me on for, uh, the, the company's name is Abominable, and they brought me on for, uh, like, a couple days here and there to work on uh, some projects that they're trying to ship out and, like, sell. Okay. Uh, so I finished up on those, and then I worked a little bit for, like, a week on the Hot Wives of uh, Las Vegas, which okay. is on Hulu now. Uh, and then it was had, Hot Wives of Orlando before? First one was Orlando, second season's Las Vegas. <laughs> so, you know, wherever, move it around, wherever yeah. Hot Wives may be. <laughs> Everywhere. I can't wait for the Hot Wives of Tahunga. That's, that's the next one. I think it's coming up. Hot Wives of Mexicali. <laughs> Oh, man. Uh, yeah, so I was working on that show, uh, and then they needed somebody to script for them on the weekends for Children's Hospital, and I was like, yeah, I'll do that, for sure, and I'm just okay. watching, I'm watching all the footage, and I'm just laughing as I'm scripting it, it's so fucking funny, uh, and then they asked me, like, the next week, they're like, you just want to work on the show permanently, and I was like, you yes, I do, okay. yes, I do want to do my it. arm. Yeah, I'm, it's great. <laughs> They had me cut the rap video, and that was like a huge hit of the rap party. It was fucking sweet, man. I'm so psyched to be working on this show. It's, it's so great. Yeah, it's great. It's good stuff. Oh, man, that's so cool. Oh, so that's your day job? That is my day job. <laughs> Eat it, suckers. <laughs> <laughs> that's rude. Uh, how long have you been doing stand-up for? Uh, I think like six years now. Yeah. It's got to be close to that. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, Same. It's, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's it's hard to say, I think, honestly, because yeah. I don't remember the day I started. I remember that I did, like, three open mics in my first year in Michigan, yeah. if that counts as, like, a year of doing stand-up. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, and then I was like... <laughs> it's I'm, funny because there's all the gaps in time that you... Right. You're like, well, there were those two years where... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, I had something else going on. <laughs> trouble with the ladies, trouble with the fellas, trouble with money, trouble, trouble with work. Trouble with everything. Yeah, right? <laughs> trouble with everything. So totally right. <laughs> then yeah. why wasn't I talking about it on stage? Because yeah. <laughs> you didn't know, man. You just want to, sometimes you just want to forget all that stuff. <laughs> I know they say, like, just talk talk about the stuff that's real in your life. <laughs> things that make you feel. I'm not totally for, like, being super depressing on stage at all times. Because, yeah. like, sometimes what depresses you is, is, like, good. You can find, like, what's funny. And other times you're just, like, venting a little bit. <laughs> yeah. And then everyone's just like, uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm just like that. <laughs> I'm like, oh, why did I even say those things, man? Uh-huh. Where, did, where did you start doing stand-up? Was it here? No, Winston's Pub in Ocean Beach, San Diego. Okay, yeah. cool. Very cool. You know the place that you started? Winston's Pub. Oh, yeah, man. Yeah. I, I started uh, when I was 23, maybe? 
when you were married. Twenty three or twenty four. You were married at this time. Got I I start so I started, and then um, I was like going going pretty, pretty strong. Like I would go, I was in northern, uh, San Diego County. Okay. So I was like, thirty forty minutes away from the open mic. So I'd go like every Friday. Yeah. Jesus, that is commitment. <laughs> and then I met this girl. We dated. We got married and divorced. And in that time, <laughs> in that time, in that two-year gap, I just I only went up like twice, and I was just like, this fucking sucks. Relationships are a huge time commitment. I mean, they can be, but also like. I had no inspiration while I was with her. Oh, really? Yeah, that for sucks. any creative stuff. That really sucks, man. Yeah, it was bad. And then um, <clears throat> after the separation, I was like, fuck this, fuck everything. <laughs> I'm going to start my own show. And that's when I started Duplex Comedy Suplex down in San Diego when it was our apartment comedy show. Oh, nice. Yeah. So you're able to find another duplex out here. Yeah, well, that one was an apartment back then and it was I did that for nine months and then I moved up here and then a year later I was able able to start it up again cool Sweet. not even a year later it was yeah. a fun show I had a great time doing it Dude, seriously it was a blast that show's been fun every time and I'm like sweet yeah tell everyone about it <laughs> I do dude Corbin told me about that Corbin was like so amped about it it's a lineup sweet it's like such a fun time I'm, yeah, great time. I'm, I'm fine with that yeah you know? uh and I, I know running a show is tough, for sure. So Yeah, because, I mean, if someone drops out, then you're like, ah, all right, I'll scramble, or we'll all just have longer sets. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no one's going to complain about longer yeah. sets. Especially here. Man. Oh, my God. Yeah, it was a good time. Come out come out to Duplex Comedy Suplex, everybody. Every I, Thursday. Yeah. Every Thursday at 8. At, can I get the address? I mean, sure. Okay. Yeah, it's a, it's on the Facebook. The address is at five three zero three La Mirada, or La Mirada. <laughs> <laughs> if you like to roll your R's, I love rolling my R's. If we're in Little Armenia, you'll find it. It's Little Armenia. <laughs> Bring your babushka. Why not Big Armenia? <laughs> <laughs> because that's Glendale. <laughs> Why not medium-sized Armenia? Ah. <laughs> Middle bowl of porridge, Armenia. If we have Armenia and little Armenia, then surely there's medium-sized Armenia. Let me ask you this: How much you think little Armenia weighs? <laughs> it's like fourteen thousand pounds. But that's just a rough guesstimate. <laughs> I lived in little Armenia when I first moved out here. I lived on um, Franklin and Western, like right on that corner, yeah. in a studio apartment with my girlfriend, and that was fun. That's a good. It's right next to UCB. Yeah, it's close to there, but it's also right next to two loud-as-fuck streets, you know, so uh, it's, like, yeah. just crazy noise coming in. Plus, it's a studio. A studio for two people is impossible. I don't know <laughs> who can do it, why you can do it, who thinks it's a good idea. Like, uh, I, I said this on stage just, like, because it's real life. Someone told me this. Someone has a joke about this, but I don't care. This is real life what happens to me, or happened to me, when my girlfriend and I used to get in fights in our apartment. I would have to go and sit in the closet... <laughs> Because we didn't have another room to be. And that was actually great because I looked so silly in the closet. And she was like, oh, that's not so bad. And then the fight would be over. That was, that was fine. but It's a fight closet. Yeah, right? So I'm just like in there, Indian style, hugging my knees. 
<laughs> sulking. Yeah, it was. <laughs> it was great. It's the sulk closet. It was, it was nuts. Oh man. But I mean, you gotta live in a shitty place when you first move out here. Oh yeah, so. the first place I lived was with this fifty-year-old El Salvadorian lady roommate. Ooh. That was all off Craigslist. Very nice. <laughs> you go the whole year? And I no no no. Yeah. <laughs> it was Crazy. It was like seven or eight months before she kindly asked me to leave. Why'd she ask you to leave? Because I let people use the bathroom when they came over. Really? Yeah. Oh man. <laughs> Isn't that so weird? Yeah, it's not It's like that's a basic human right. I think I'm in the right here. She's got a new roommate now who doesn't let her his friends use the bathroom. I don't know. Can I use the bathroom? Uh, no. And she's back there just like arms crossed, smiling, nodding her head. Mm. That's right. Yeah. That's right. You don't let them use the bathroom. That's right. She learned her lesson. She put it in the Craigslist ad this next time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Pets okay. Friends peeing in my bathroom. Not okay. It's in the lease agreement. <laughs> I will not let anyone, any visitors use the bathroom. <laughs> Alright, weirdo. Okay. <laughs> so, like, I don't think it's too big a problem. Someone's there, they desperately want their apartment. Like, my friends don't even know how to use the bathroom. <laughs> just like lying by Yeah. They're all constipated. Uh, a couple of eunuchs. Uh, yeah, my friends actually don't have the organs needed <laughs> to go to the bathroom, so it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so your shirt is Nintendo. No, wait, yeah, Nintendo and Sega Genesis. Yeah. Not Super Nintendo, Sega Genesis. I know, that's it, that's a complaint I had too, but I got it from the thrift store for like three bucks. Pretty sweet. Yeah. But originally it was NES versus Sega Master System, yeah, Ma- right? Yeah, Master System was the first but one. But this is Genesis. Yeah. It's funny that Genesis isn't the first one. <laughs> that's kind of... S- <laughs> <laughs> they, and they mastered it first. They're like, we got it down to a science... And then they realize they blew it, and they're like, oh, let's start from the top. This is Genesis. the Sega Master System. Road Rash, people are going to go crazy. Oh, man. I never played Master System. I played a little bit of Nintendo, and I had, like, the Super Mario World 3, mm-hmm. that sort of stuff. Uh, and then I got into Sega pretty hardcore. I love Sega Genesis. That, yeah. was, that was my system. I never had Sega. And then there was, like, Genesis, CD, uh... Saturn. Yeah. Wait, Saturn. 32X was that one? I don't know when that, that was came like in. an expansion to regular Genesis or something. I think that sounds right. I I know <laughs> most of these through emulators that I downloaded. Oh uh, yeah yeah. <laughs> I my two Sega ones that I like the most are Genesis. I Golden watched Genesis Axe? like five times. I love that game. Golden Axe is great. So sweet. I love the Sega Dreamcast is my other big Sega system. I felt like that was pretty underrated. System. Yeah, I liked Crazy Taxi. Crazy Taxi was the bomb, was so dude. Good. It's so hard. It is. It's incredibly difficult. And then they put Virtua Fighter on there, and mm-hmm. I was like, sweet. That, that was I like, was always like the drunken master guy. Yeah. Where he like takes the swig and falls on his back to block. Jackie Chan style, dude. <laughs> Legend of Drunken Master. Classic film. Oh, what I just thought of with Golden Axe is remember when sometimes there'd be like a little, the little goblin guy with his treasure sack yeah. running around? Yeah, of And course. you had to kill him and get all the treasure. Diablo. Diablo did that. I haven't played Diablo. I mean, like, in Diablo 3, they were probably just throwing back to... Oh, probably uh, Golden Axe? Golden Axe, yeah. And they're just like, I want to kill a treasure (laughs) treasure goblin. Let's put one in there. I feel like a lot of it. Like, a lot of games probably have to have, like, some homage or, like, something to take away Mm -hmm. from somebody else that Mm -hmm. inspired them. I worked as a video game test for a little bit, and I don't know video games all that well. When I first moved out here, they they got hired by 2K Sports. They're like, do you know about sports? We need people who know about sports. (laughs) I was like, Yeah. 
And they're like, okay, we'll play video games, and we're not going to ask you anything about sports. <laughs> <laughs> just play and play and play? Yeah. yeah Did you have to report if there are any bugs or that's anything? That's the whole point of the job, is yeah. that you find out how to break the system. Yep. So I thought they were hiring me. They hired me on to for rules and stuff, and I found out that's, like, the least important thing for those games. Like, they could, they honestly could care less about them, because they're easy enough to go through and figure all out. They just want to know... What is in this game that will break a system if it's playing? Like, what's going to crash this game? Is it online compatible and stuff like that? Run towards the crowd. Run uh, past the hoop if R- you can. Right. Like, can you can you break through the Can you break through anything? Is the ball going this direction? Is yeah. the system going to like completely shut off while you're playing it? Stuff like that. And I didn't know. I don't know how to find any of that stuff at all. So <laughs> I was just like there, looking at everybody else, and everybody else is like, you know, super video game. And they're just like putting a whole bunch of stuff. And down. then you're just playing. It's pretty much. <laughs> You know, and then I get, like, notices at work all the time, like, you're not finding enough bugs. I'm like, I don't know what the fuck a bug is. Like, you have all these people finding real things. Why did you hire me in the first place? And, uh, like, I got so bad at it. Like, uh, we play, we play like, actual basketball and stuff, uh, like, at lunch break and yeah. stuff. And so everyone's like, oh, man, Harry's really good at basketball. So they liked me for that reason. And then I'd be, like, in there, and they'd be really good at fake basketball. And <laughs> so I was just, like, screwed. But... All I did, I just, honestly, I just smoked weed the entire time I was there, and then just, like, zoned out, dude. Like, totally zoned out. And they didn't renew my contract. Legitimately so. And you so. were like, that's fine. Totally! I was, I was such a bum. I was such a bum. I wasn't even really, I was doing a couple bringer shows. Like, this is the, I had been in Michigan doing comedy for a year. I'd done, like, three or four open mics. And I was like, I'm good enough to be in L.A. And moved to L.A. Yeah. Hey! I'm gonna take the comedy scene by storm! I knew what was up. I, my confidence was at an all-time high, man. Like, I was ripped, I, I was doing stand-up, I was feeling it, you know? Uh, <laughs> uh, I was modeling at the time in Michigan, because mm-hmm. all you gotta do is be in shape. <laughs> like, we need it! Uh, and then I moved out here, and I tried to do all that stuff. I tried to date, like, actresses and stuff, and that was terrible. Like, my, my life was awful. And uh, so I started... I was working at a video... Not a video game. The first place I was working at was a... Uh, movie trailer house because I thought I was going to be an editor oh yeah uh, so, and I had like kind of in and it just it didn't go well uh, like I don't like being a PA because sometimes people treat you like shit like there's yeah, yeah. no respect whatsoever and I don't get it because you're a person doing a job for them yeah. like, treat me like a human at the yep. very least mm-hmm. so that was rough I got fired from that My the woman who fired me was like smiling she was so happy to fire me I've never what? been like fired <laughs> in a means like that before it was, uh, it was pretty nice what was nuts. the meeting like? It was just, she brought me in she's like well, I'm not going to renew your contract, so you're out of here. And I was like, do you have to smile when I'm doing this? And I, like, snapped, I snapped my check away from her, and she's like, that atti- attitude is why you're not back here. I'm like, you just fired me. What do you want me to do? I'm like, thank yeah. you for the opportunity. Yeah, thank you for firing me the way you did, yeah. smiling the whole way. It was, it was insulting. Like, I hated it. So, like, that's when I started working at the video game oh, tester, smoking weed every day, drinking a ton of beer. I was just wearing cut-off shorts. Wearing Coachella t-shirts. I had a hockey mullet. You're wearing cut-off shorts and a Coachella t-shirt right now. No. no, no. <laughs> I don't want to say it too much. I wouldn't call these shorts. I'd call these cut-off underwears, to be honest. Cut-off briefs. Listen, fellas, this is L.A. If you're not showing some butt cusp, I don't know what you're doing. <laughs> I love I love a little butt cusp. I love little strands hanging down yeah, yeah, over there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is where my it. butt starts, yeah. ladies. <laughs> Yeah, to see what you can squeeze. <laughs> and if you're wearing a Coachella shirt, it's got to be translucent. You got to be able to see some nipple color oh, there. Oh yeah, right? yeah, it's, love it. It's all for everybody. <laughs> it's just free, free world. Yeah, so I was, uh, I was, I was a bum man, and uh, I was, just, I was the best. Like, uh, 
I had to donate my car because I smashed it up on the freeway. Like the windshield came up and cracked, the, or the, oh. the hood came up and cracked the windshield and stuff. And like I said, I was just drinking all the time, smoking all the time. I just lost my job. Uh, and then I had two roommates, and we had one of the roommates was like sleeping on the couch, you know, because we we're poor shit. Yeah. And this girl came out and visited uh, my roommate who was sleeping on the couch, and I just hit it off with this girl. And I was like, hey, you're my girlfriend now. And she's like, but I live in Michigan. And I'm like, Facebook says it already, you know? <laughs> I made it happen. And then she went back to Michigan. We did this thing for like a month or two. And she's like, we can't do this anymore, or you can move back to Michigan. And I was like, I'll move back to Michigan if you move back to L.A. when you finish school. Ooh. And she's like, okay. So I just moved in with her. And then I started taking comedy seriously. Uh, I'd, I'd say I've done maybe like, maybe like 15 shows. Where tops. in Michigan? Uh, Metro Detroit area. I moved to Ann Arbor okay, when I went so back. You... So you lived close to um, comedy places and stuff. Totally. In Michigan, there are several clubs. Like, uh, my favorite club in Michigan, sorry, I did the rest of them. I like some of you, too. Uh, favorite one is Ann Arbor Comedy Showcase. I like I look at the mic. Like, I have to... <laughs> 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 I gotta make eye contact on the mic. Just so, just so it knows how sincere I am with I'm gonna, this. I'm gonna get an artificial intelligence mic that, like, will just glare at you. <laughs> until oh, you, like, sting. apologize. And then, then, and then the mic is like, all right. <laughs> It knows. I'd stroke you if it didn't make sound effects without it. But yeah, so Ann Arbor Comedy Showcase is my favorite one. Uh, Ridley's Comedy Castle is like a classic uh, venue. It's in Royal Oak. That's a great place. I was just there uh, a little while ago before Children's Hospital was there. Okay. And then uh, there's the Joey's Comedy Club, which is in Livonia, which is closest to where my family was. Uh, and it was it's different now than it was before, but I had, I had a good time there. It was it's like a, it's essentially a bar, uh, but the comedy club is seriously packed. It's a whole bunch of Midwesterners drinking who want to have a night out. Yeah. Uh, and then on the west side of the state, there's Dr. Grimm's, which is a great club. There was Connections in Lansing, which is gone now. Uh, there are a whole bunch that were in Ohio as well. So there's, like, a lot within driving distance. There's not a lot of... When I was doing stand-up, there weren't a lot of uh, independent showcases. Yeah. So it was, like, the comedy clubs had one night a week that was an open mic, and everyone tried to go there. You know, you, you had to sign up in advance, you call in, you find out if you're on the list, yep. and then you go. <clears throat> uh, and then... That, at least you knew ahead of time. Totally. Because uh, that's, that's good. Right, that's, it, it is good. Yeah. Uh, and then other than that, there's a, there's a club Laugh Tracks, which is know by now, which is a newer one as well. <clears throat> but there wasn't anything else going on, so a couple people like started their own mic, open mics, but they were they're really bad. You know, it's just like <laughs> the ten people who were taking comedy seriously in the state, yeah. in that general area, <laughs> were there. Uh, and then they're just performing for each other. So that was, that was so much fun. Cause I, I was Workshop. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I met guys like... What do you uh, guys think of this for a tag? Right. Like, just, you, <laughs> and you just go in there and you see how it goes. Yep. And some people in Michigan, when I was doing it, like, uh, this guy Ricardo Flanagan, he's out here now. He was on Last Comic Standing. He is so funny. It's ridiculous. I met him when I moved back. Like, almost yeah. immediately. He's so great. Uh, and then Trevor Smith is another guy uh, who moved out here uh, a few years ago. He's a good friend of mine as well. And he, those two were like just crushing in Michigan when I was there. Uh, other dudes who were great are uh, Matt McClowry and uh, Nate. Uh, I can't believe I'm fucking playing my buddy's name. Nate Fritzen, who lives in New York now. Adam Sokol lives in New York now. Uh, Brad Austin lives in New York now. Uh, Corbin Recchi, I met. Yeah. I met him in Ann Arbor. He kind of like sought me out because uh, I was working at a I was working at a grocery store. Mm-hmm. He, he saw that I was doing comedy, so he came up like talk to me. Now he's like one of my better buddies. And like everybody who's taking comedy seriously there. Either moved to New York, Chicago, or Los Angeles. Chicago guys are Jeff Sheen and uh, Jeff McCurry, and they're doing well. Cool. Uh, but they're, everybody, like, we were all going to the same places, hitting the same stuff. And that was just, like, my seat, my part of Michigan. And I'm happy everyone was doing so well. And it was it was good because it was, like, competitive, you know? And, mm-hmm. like, 
everyone's trying to be as creative <coughs> as possible. Everyone's trying to find their voice as much as possible. Yeah. And you get to work. Uh, that's great. And there are still guys in Michigan right now who are great, like Zach Martina and uh, Brad Wenzel's killing it all over the place. And he's somebody that people are going to know for sure. Very soon. Brad, what is it? Yeah, his last name's Wenzel. Brad Wenzel. Wenzel. Yeah, he was one of the top five finalists for that uh, Conan, Ricky Gervais thing. Uh, I think he did Just for Laughs this year. He, he's been winning county contests all over the place. He's like kind of a one-liner uh, guy. He's very young, but he's very funny. Yeah. So, like, that was, it was just fun. It was fun doing comedy there. I got really serious about it. I was doing it all the time. And then I was able to make money doing it a little bit. You know, you get to feature, yeah. you get to headline some places, as much as that is. Mm. Uh, and then I moved out here, and then I was <laughs> I was back to a nobody <laughs> again, <laughs> which was, it was pretty, it was pretty fucking brutal, <clears throat> because I only knew Brenton Biddlecombe out here, uh, and he's another, like, Michigan-Ohio guy. Yeah. He was working at the store, and I didn't, I just didn't want to be at the store all that often, because at the time, just the attitude was pretty negative. Yeah. Uh, when, and, like, the alt scene was closer to where I lived, and it felt like... I mean, the whole team is super negative, too, when you're new, when you don't know anybody, you know? Uh, but, like, after a year, people figure out who you are, and you get familiar with everybody else, and then people start paying attention. And it's, yeah. it's fine. So, like, uh, I, I I usually say I start I started comedy when I moved back to Michigan, because that's, I mean, that's when I really started doing it. Yeah. Uh, but technically about six or seven years ago, five or six years ago, I don't know, somewhere in there. Cool. Dude, I love, I, the thing I love the most about the alt scene is that, like, like there's still the pressure to be funny but everyone's there for comedy and like to just be like there's it's very supportive i think i i think it can be supportive but i also think it can be like pretty pretty niche like i know some people who trend a little bit more club as far as like their jokes go mm-hmm. which i also love like some comedians just like tell straight up stand up jokes and it's like hilarious yeah. and sometimes they do alt rooms that are like uh Maybe not the shows, but the mics for sure. There's like a little attitude there. Be like, oh, you don't belong here, or like this is not the type uh, of comedy we do here. Mm. But that's not to be said about everybody. I think that's just because there are yeah. so many people at so many places, and everyone's trying to either fit in or like figure out what level of the hierarchy they're at. So it's like just tough to juggle. Yeah, I do love the support when people try new stuff in all uh, in the alt scene. I think that's great. Yeah, you know, and uh, I think I, I trend more to more toward alt rooms than the. Than the clubs out here, but I still I like everything. I try to get everywhere as possible. Yeah, you know? book me, book me anywhere, anywhere. Yeah, and all of us. Totally. Let's just book us. Book Doug <laughs> everywhere. <laughs> book me anywhere. I'll do any show. <laughs> I don't care where the show is. That's in a basement. That's actually a that, speakeasy. That sounds great. <laughs> that sounds great. As hell, honestly. <laughs> it's not putting on a good show, man. I know it. I'm just having stage time. So. Yeah. Uh, so, what are some uh, goals you have, like to? Uh, I haven't done this. So I'd like to do that. I want a headline. I want to. I want to get to that. I feel like I have a lot of material. I don't. I don't have like a lot of material that I'd be happy to do in an hour. Yeah. It's just like I say, I have like half an hour of material that like I'm pretty happy with. Yeah. Uh, at this point in time, and like as time goes on, that that material crumbles apart, and like I don't love it anymore, and yeah. the other stuff comes up. Could record it. Could record it. Put but an album. I just. I want to make when I come with an album I want it to be like a really good representation of me and I don't think yeah. I'm there yet you know I feel like I'm still working on a whole bunch of stuff yeah. uh, and also like there are opportunity opportune moments to like make an album like when there's heat on you then for sure go ahead yeah. and make an album and also don't make one too soon totally absolutely oh. not. that's I a I can't imagine <clears throat> if, if I was like two years ago like I think I'm gonna just self-release a comedy album right <laughs> you know <laughs> I mean, you can do it, and it could be good, but, I mean, there... I need laugh track. I need laugh track. (laughs) 
Listen, if you do need laugh track, I can hook you up. I'm a very talented laugh track putter on her. I have history in the assistant editing world. If you've seen shows such as Ant Farm or Mighty Med, you might not think those shows are too bad. That's because I made them funny, son. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, like, I, I want to do, I really want to do, like, a half hour to 45 minute album. Like, uh, just not, not like a super long thing. Just, like, something super compact that everything's good. Everything I'm, like, really proud of in a place where. Like people came to see me specifically, you know. Mm-hmm. Like they're not just like messing around. And I yep. want to be, I want to be in a place where it's like this is who I am, statement wise. Not just like here's a whole bunch of funny stuff I know. But that being yeah. said, like looking at people's albums in the in the past, I feel like their first album is a lot of like kind of goofier material, and then the second one is like here's my voice, like saying <laughs> yeah. things. This and, is me as a person, right? And yeah. then from there on, they they either don't make any more albums. <laughs> Or they make like kind of the same one over and over again, or they really take steps further. Like I feel like Louis C.K.'s a oh, lot yeah. like that. Oh, I know, yeah. like, I know he's like the gold standard for like comedy and everything, but it's because his progression was so like obvious. Like I said, he was doing like kind of one-liner, silly jokes before. And then, yeah, it was like twenty years before. Right. Yeah. Just a collection of all that, yeah. and then his next step was like starting to talk about his family and stuff, and then more into just how he's dealing with everyday real life, yeah. and that's like a great progression to go on. Patton Oswalt's first album, feeling kind of Patton's like pretty goofy. The second one, uh, Werewolves and Lollipops, or Frankenstein's Werewolves. So I don't know. Which I one. Uh, Whatever combination that is. <laughs> Sorry, Patton. Uh, if you followed me on Twitter, I'd get that right. <laughs> that's, not, that's not even true. I should know it. I'm just on the podcast. I'm, sorry. I'm getting calls in the moment. But that second album is like, it's very. That one's very much him to me. I love that album. It's so it's so great, and that's I think that's kind of how it works for like a lot of comedians. Like people recognize you for being funny. And then, like, what can you really do? And then you, like, really figure it out. Yeah. So I'd like that. That's one goal. Uh, I want to do something on TV just so I can headline and get more stage time. Yeah. Uh, and because, like, TV and movie stuff pays more than stand-up does. Yeah. I'd like to do stand-up primarily. It also reaches more people. It does reach more people. You know, yeah. so you can build a giant audience and do that. Uh, <clears throat> I'm doing a whole bunch of, like, little video stuff uh, as well. I, I don't know where I stand, like, in the video world, whether I want to be an editor or a director or like just combination of all it or writer I've had like different uh, periods in my life where I'm like I want to do this I want to do that and it's just like hard to say and uh, you can and sometimes you can do it all sometimes you can do it all <clears throat> and, uh, but also sometimes it's good to know like what your limits are we have 17 auditions tomorrow yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we can do it all also I'm casting all of those auditions and I'm directing and <laughs> directing, directing the all the videos <laughs> I hope I get it I hope I get the parts <laughs> <laughs> I did have my first audition recently. Like uh, Brody Reed took me on an audition with him, so it was like a group thing. And then yeah. I, uh, I had a different audition. Uh, I had auditioned to play a cosmonaut in this TV show called uh, it's like Secret Space Escapes, and it was supposed to be like this Russian guy who was like caught outside. Of oh, the, I've seen that. One. Yeah. So um, on the uh, casting frontier. Yeah, yeah. yeah, like casting casting frontier. It's like must look like these people. Oh yeah, and then, like so it's a Russian astronaut. I'm like, if you don't pick me, fuck you. Like I don't know what you're going with. But that's who I am. I, I look that way. I got the Russian coat of arms on my back. When, I've got, when was the uh, audition? It was uh, it was a few weeks ago. Did you get it? I I got a call back, and okay. I did the call back. Uh, <laughs> and I was like, like, what is this thing called space? Pretty you much. Like, okay. My, my lines, I can, t- I can get my lines straight up. Sue me, Science Channel. Uh, the lines. Don't sue him. Don't sue him. <laughs> yeah, pl- please don't. Yeah, actually, please don't. <laughs> 
So I think my lines were uh, like Pavel the Hitch. So it was one, and then I had to say something about uh, how we needed to conserve batteries. So I was like, we need to conserve battery, you know, and that's it. And then they had me like improv a whole scene with a Russian accent. No, they're gonna call me up like halfway through this. Like, we need you on set tomorrow. Uh, but like, I got a call back and I was geeked, you know, like one for one. That's not yeah. bad. And then uh, when I did the audition in this room, I had to like. I don't know, it was, like, super tiny. I wasn't used to it. I don't know how it works. And I felt like my lines were fine. I just, I didn't, like, really think about, like, acting in motion stuff all that much. I got to put the two together. But it's so hard. <laughs> and the director's like, oh, I'd, I'd feel comfortable if I was lost uh, in space with you. And I was like, I guess that's something. But I, I feel like that's a backhanded compliment. I don't really know what that means. But I'll take He's it. really just hitting on you? He's yeah. like... Hey man, I'm, I am pretty positive this guy was not having anything I was selling uh, in Russian. So he he wasn't having any goulash that I was cooking for sure. Uh, but I mean it was cool. So I'm, I'm trying to get more into that world, and also like everybody at Children's Hospital knows that like uh, I'm a comedian, that I'm a performer. So I think like they want to see me perform and stuff too. So like yeah. hopefully that's like not a bad way to get. But I doubt it. You know, like. Dude. Come, like, come back to DCS and bring them along. Oh, yeah, that'd be great. <laughs> uh, have you guys been to this, uh, this duplex show? I mean, I'm just going to bring everybody to that shit. But, like, like... No, no, it's totally not in a person's house. <laughs> it's not what you think. There's so many... There are, there are a ton of great house shows, though. Are there not? Yeah, like, yeah. I, think, I honestly think it's a great place to be, uh, is to do a play, is something at your place. I would love to do a show at my place, because uh, it's like an apartment has got a great like rooftop, but yeah. I feel like all my neighbors would get like, super angry if there's... Like, I can't have a dog there's no way to let me have a comedy show. No. So. Unless, I mean, because we always end before 10. Yeah. You guys do end pretty early. Maybe yeah. that'd be cool, actually. Because then, then you can't complain about noise laws. That's fair. You'd just be like, hey, we're abiding. Yeah. <laughs> Plus, my upstairs neighbor sounds like she's a fucking elf in high heels anyway. Just walking around. <laughs> my neighbors are so loud, man. Uh, my downstairs neighbor, like... He, he throws these parties or whatever. He's got, like, a... Him and his, his, his wife's Mexican, and his uh, kid... He has a new baby, uh, I guess. And he says these parties, and all they do at these parties is talk about the Republican candidates for president and how much they like them <laughs> and stuff. And it's, like, the last time they were I was there, they're like, you know what, Jeb Bush should be president because he speaks Spanish so well. Like, ah, talk about this inside. <laughs> I've said I've said aloud because tonight, he okay. speaks Spanish. That was so their legit loud. reason, man. And like, I get it, kind of. I mean, most of America speaks Spanish, I guess. A high population does, but but that shouldn't be the reason that you vote for. There, it's politi- It's politics, and like, I I honestly think that unless you're going to do something about politics, you just shouldn't talk about politics. <laughs> Because you don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Nobody knows what they're talking about. Yeah. No one Fox knows. News has told us that. Totally. <laughs> I, I hate I hate that politics are on the news. And I hate that it's all national stuff. I hate that no one does anything local. Well, you know why I don't watch any of those news, and instead I just watch Last Week Tonight, and uh, I'm on Late Show with Colbert now. Yeah, yeah, it's a great Oh, show. it's been so good. Colbert's, Colbert's the man, dude. Uh. Dude, I cried tears of joy on the first episode. Did you? Yes. That's so because sweet. because like there was that moment where he was like he was like thank you and everyone like stood up standing ovation and they just wouldn't stop and he you could tell for a second that he felt it too and I was just like oh he's back oh it's, shit it's so tears. Great. <laughs> I went back and I watched his uh, 
when he was when he did his uh, speech like at the White House. Or yeah, that, that's that's amazing. Like, the correspondence dinner. So, the correspondence dinner. <laughs> See, that's why I shouldn't talk about politics. <laughs> he straight up told George W. Bush to his face, "You're dumb, but people like you." <laughs> that's that's so crazy. <laughs> it, it really is crazy. You go with your gut, not your brain. <laughs> Colbert's amazing, man. Like, he's been amazing. He, he's just always been amazing. He's great on uh, Strangers with Candy. He's great yeah. on The Daily Show. His Colbert Report is amazing. Mm-hmm. Just all of it. He's he's a hell of a performer. He's a very crazy guy. Yeah, dude. Uh, <laughs> what are your aspirations? What do you want to have going down? Does uh, the, the podcast listeners know? Do they all know? A little bit. I mean, like, I want to write and uh, be in stuff and uh, directing, I think, would be cool. I think write, direct, act would be cool. Do you do any of that right now? <laughs> no, I mean, I, I make dumb little videos and put that's, them... That's what I mean. Put, I mean, great little videos. Yeah. And put them on YouTube. What he's saying is that George just, Bush wasn't a dumb president. He was a great president. <laughs> <laughs> We're just going to go ahead and eat Great president or greatest president? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I just put up the dougumentary on my... Uh, Ooh! The dougumentary one. Part one? Which just means one. there's probably going to be a lot more. Nice. Very nice. Put put that thing in Mo- Windows Movie Maker. Yeah, I <laughs> did pretty good. You just cut. I I honestly think that's the way to get stuff done, man. <laughs> Create your own content, write it, produce it, make it. Doesn't matter. Like even cheap cameras look great now. And do you have editing systems that you can get for free and like work with super easily? Yeah. So if you have the drive, just go for it. The more you create, the more people can see it, and the better your stuff will get. Yeah, and and all that, and I also want to, I never want to stop doing stand-up, so I want to get some specials and and just tour tour the world, probably. Totally. You know, <laughs> just all over. Better Tom Rhodes it up. <laughs> <laughs> I actually have some listeners in Australia. If you, if, you, if you guys are listening, uh, get me out there. Yeah. <laughs> Is there still that? I know there was a big uh, comedy festival in Australia. Is that still happening? Yeah. Yeah. yeah okay. So that's a little. Oh wait. Do you mean currently, right now? Is no, it still happening? No. Not this like. Or every. Moment, just like. I think so. Yeah. Every I think year. so too. Like I'm not entirely sure, but like doing world stamps sounds like it'd be awesome. Like such a great time. Just yeah. travel and see everything. And yeah. People right. excited to see you. I've always wanted to go to Australia. Yeah. Yeah. Hint. Hint. <laughs> Book him. <laughs> Book him out there. <laughs> Just find the biggest booker you know who will pay for my fare to get out there and pay me to do comedy and then pay for me to get back. Also, pay him on top of that. Just all that extra stuff. Take one of that prices and double it because you listen to his podcast. You think podcasts are free to make? They're not. They're expensive. I have server space. That's right. I have the domain name. Mm-hmm. And that's it. Yeah. We had, he had to buy his own province in the United States within Los Angeles? Yeah, just to project all of this on big radio speakers out to the crowd. It's also very important that you have a podcasting outfit. They're quite expensive. And even though you don't get to see it, you do get to feel it and appreciate it. Trust me, the vibe comes through. It's made of complete ivory. <laughs> it's so strange. Mine's made of complete ebony. It's, that's probably why this is going so well. But I didn't kill any elephants to get the ivory. I took it all from reclaimed pianos. <laughs> <laughs> How do they... Um, real question. Do they carve... Ev- did they used to carve every single piece of piano key, do you think? Or did they 
like melt it down or it's got make be molds. It's got to be carved. Carved, hand carved. Right. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't really know <laughs> at all. <laughs> when, it, when it comes to like any sort of craftsmanship stuff, my my idea is zero. Like I know nothing how anything works. I don't know how anything's made. I don't even know how the show how it's made is made. Like, <laughs> sometimes I watch that show and I just get lost after step two. I'm like, all right, somebody does this. Crayons, wax, I get it. Yeah. Like, there's wax and there's paper. It all comes together. My uncle makes machines that like make machines what? essentially. So like that do the that essentially do the um, assembly line stuff. It's like he's eventually gonna make the machine. That puts him out of a job because that machine will learn how to make pretty much him. <laughs> <laughs> He's a complex guy to make. <laughs> and honestly, no offense to my uncle, but if there was a machine that made more of him, I would say no thank you. <laughs> Actually, yeah, that's I mean that is straight up offense to my uncle. So sorry. Uh, no, they they make robotic versions of him. I can't even imagine how awful those. <laughs> When AI gets so good that they're just like, I mean, we'll just make existing people. <laughs> That'd be sweet. Actually, it would be pretty sweet. Just keep making those same people over and over again. <laughs> Fucking, uh, what's that show? Uh, uh, Humans on AMC? No, it's not. No, I haven't so seen good. that show. It's so good. Battlestar Galactica. It's so good. Yeah, Battlestar. See, they have a plan. I'm so not quick on these podcasts when it comes to, like, pulling back pop culture references. <laughs> No, humans. That just that show just happened. It's only been one season and eight episodes, but I was like, "Oh my, fuck! This is amazing." <laughs> what is the premise of humans? It's um, it's like everyone. Uh, it's at a point in the future where everyone can like buy a, a synth to come home, and then the synth does your chores, does everything, all the housework and everything, and they're just your helper Sweet. around the house. People also use them in adult mode. There's like an, an instruction oh, manual. Yeah, oh yeah. Okay. Because they look and sound like real people. And then um, uh, some of the robots may or may not uh, feel. Oh, snap. Yeah, it's so cool. That's pretty sweet. <laughs> I do like I do like the philosophical debates behind the AI, like what is life if we create life that can think on its own, then is it ethical to pull the plug? <laughs> Literally pull the plug. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's the, that's the tagline for some bullshit AI movie. Should yeah. we pull the plug? <laughs> but they never should have pulled the plug <laughs> because it sustains life on its own. Yeah, and, right? Yeah. I feel like that's pretty much the basic story behind every AI story. Is like. Is this real? Is this yeah. not? Like, Should we do it? Right. And, like, I get I it. Think, I think it's going to happen. Eventually. In the next it. ten years. Ten years? There will be AI. I'm saying, I'm saying it right now, everyone. Listen up, you imitators. <laughs> <laughs> In the next ten years, someone's going to make an AI so good that we're not going to be able to tell them apart from a human. I can't. I, you can I quote me on that. I don't believe it. <laughs> Maybe. Next I can't, 10 years? I don't think so. Not physically. We're supposed to be going to Mars in the next 10 years. Yeah, but, like, we can't even make, like, special effects in movies look that believable yet. That's true, but... It's just... But if that CGI was right in front of your face... <laughs> I'd fuck it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's why we're all getting the CGI, right? 
<laughs> Trying to get some of that sweet CGI poon. <laughs> no, you know what is going to take uh, everything by storm soon is VR and AR. All that. What is Vir- virtual reality? Virtual reality and and I not actual, right. augmented. Augmented so, reality. So it's like, I'll be seeing you, but then I also see, like, oh, there's a notification that pops up or whatever. Right. That seems pretty strange, <laughs> but, like... Guess it makes sense. I don't know. Yeah, there's a lot more uses for it, but every like it's very beginner band right now, and so yeah. everyone's trying to make it advanced beginner band. That's super cool. <laughs> That's a Simpsons quote too. Oh, is it really? <laughs> <laughs> it was when the uh, the band teacher was like, uh, "Should we try something by Sousa? Which Sousa march should we try?" <laughs> and Lisa's like, "Sousa's so beginner band. We're advanced beginner band." <laughs> Man, I can't like writing on a show like The Simpsons or like Bob's Burgers yeah. or like Parks and Rec would be. I just just have to be insane, yes. right? But I think honestly, I think that the best writing in show or like the best outcome for shows happens when all like the writers are like buddies, they're like all on the same page, yeah, and, like, really feeling it because everything's firing on all engines, mm-hmm. right? So I think that's that's when the best work comes out. And I think that would be the most fun environment to be in, even if it's like super stressful. You're still like in a room with all your buds like having a good time just cracking jokes yeah bullshitting and then that turns into scripts totally it's (laughs) it's the best way to be that's how um, the Californian sketch came about on SNL oh really yeah because they would just do the voice (laughs) they'd be like listen how did you get here did you take Hyperion (laughs) aw you should have taken the 405 to to La Cienega You gotta take La Cienega to Stocker and take Stocker straight to La Brea what are you doing here? <laughs> trap? <laughs> I love the trap. Trap? I have friends that trap? legitimately talk that way. <laughs> and I love it. Like, I really do love it. I think, it, I think it's cool. Because they made the sketch, and now you're like, I just think of the sketch every time you guys oh, open your mouth. so fun. <laughs> so fun. Oh, man. <clears throat> oh, uh, what's your favorite part about doing comedy? Performing. It's, it's just a fucking blast, man. Like, I do drugs world i do a lot of i've done a lot of drugs in my day i don't do i'm not a crazy drug i'm not like a like a druggie i guess yeah. i'm not addicted to anything but like when you get high there's that for the first time on a drug when you first get high there's like this wave of emotion that's like so crowded it's an experience it's like unbelievable because your brain's trying to catch up right <laughs> what's going on it's nuts and i have never done a drug that's made me feel as good as like getting a, a, an immense laugh on stage whenever i get a laugh it's just like this huge fucking rush oh yeah and it's like so validating and it feels so great like especially a new bit that you haven't tried totally <laughs> when it, if a new bit like crushes it takes me by surprise and that's that's just awesome yeah. you know uh and like it's twofold because one i like that everybody enjoys like everyone's having a good time and i love that i love that everyone's yeah just like happy and uh, feeling good and stuff and then i love that i created it like at a selfish level because uh, I feel like stand-up is a little bit selfish. Probably yeah. incredibly selfish, actually. But, like, the, just that feeling is what I love the most, you yeah. know? It's selfish and less at the same time. Right. Because you're like, I'm doing... Sometimes you're like, I'm doing this for free. Yeah, sometimes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, only so, Just a few times. Most of the time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing this for free, and you guys are loving it, and I'm loving that you're loving it. Right. It's, yeah. It is great. Uh... I like I like writing I like coming up with new ideas and stuff because it really does get my brain going in ways that it wouldn't be otherwise. Sometimes I feel like just like a robot if I'm not writing. You know, I'm just like going along with the day and then the day's over. I'm like, I no, I've contributed nothing. Yeah. I've not considered like where my life's going or like what's actually happening in life. I feel like also uh, since uh, I've done stand up, I've also been able to like kind of vocalize 
uh, my feelings about stuff that are uh, to be like uh, socially aware a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, not that I'm not going to get like in a pedestal and tell everybody to, like uh, like I'm not going to go and like be talking about Black Lives Matter or like yeah, uh, yeah. how shitty like the cops are and everything. But like if I'm feeling something about uh, like one thing I noticed is that a lot of white people will complain or like say like, well I shouldn't say anything or I shouldn't feel anyway because I'm a white guy so my opinion doesn't matter <laughs> I'm like your opinion's the one that matters almost the most because it's what has to change you know it's like yeah, what everybody yeah. else is saying yeah. so like because I was doing stand up I was able to like write something and like reach more people about it like how I really felt about it I'm not going to be like a ton of think pieces or anything but I do like that I'm able to do some of that when I went to, I went to college for uh, political theory and constitutional democracy Whoa. so I wanted to like you know I wanted to make a difference I wanted to be a politician yeah. and then after one year of learning what it takes to be a politician I was like I, I can't <laughs> like, I just can't I <laughs> can't do this mind. it's just it's so brutal man like everyone's so set in their ways you don't learn like how to make the world a better place you learn how to defend your and to like uh, to the death and that sucks and like yeah. on top of that uh, there's so much dirty like business going on in politics that not much is going to change and like I don't I do a lot of money floating around a lot of lobbies and all that yeah I don't even know what a lobby means it's just like some group of people it's it's like an individual (laughs) (laughs) it's an individual who hangs out of the Holiday Inn on the first floor Uh, you son of a bitch yeah (laughs) but uh it's so a lobby what is a lobby uh, so a lobby is like a group that (coughs) promotes whatever they believe and they spend money on it to politicians so they're like to get policies across there's like the video game lobby and they're like listen we want to push video games into politics. <laughs> there probably is, man. I wouldn't be surprised if there's like some video game put it into the put it into the armed forces. They got to train. Fuck it, we'll make a video game about voting. We'll teach people how to vote. Yeah, it'll do be it. great. It's just democracy 2016. There, there is a reason for lobbyists and like rated I, M for mature. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! You play the politician and then you like. You have to like cheat on your wife in the in the game <laughs> just to like advance your political career. And if you don't cheat on your wife, then it's really hard. Like you have to you start at the bottom right. bottom of the barrel and you just choose really... what bathroom stall door to open. Oh yeah, oh, this if... one's a dude. Ooh. This one's also a dude. These are all dudes. These are politicians we're talking about here. They've got secrets. But then there's I'm thinking of it, and then he's like a pen is his weapon, and then so he like stabs all the bad guys. Like, who are, like, uh, uh, lobbying against whatever he's going for. So you can choose light side or dark side, right? That would actually be an incredible video game. Right? I, I really do think that's a great idea. <laughs> just, just, it started here. Wah, it started wah, right here. Demo- uh, democracy, yeah. Democracy 2016. Burning that's what it has to be called. I love it, man. I, actually, I think that'd be, like, if it made it... And like, he's wearing a suit the whole time, yeah, of right? course. Running around? Oh, shit, your hair gets... You, your hair gets grayer as you achieve more levels and oh, stuff. Oh, man, this, that's this amazing. Is great, this is a great game. This is a fucking great fucking game. Somebody make it. And then credit Doug. I'll do the voices for it. You should do it. Voiceover work would be another thing that would be super sweet. Yes. I'd really love to do that on voiceover. Oh, book me on voiceover stuff, too. Yeah. We have experience on the podcast. Um, yeah, you heard our Russian accent. Yeah. <laughs> I thought it was pretty good. People in Australia got freaked out by it. <laughs> What? How do we? What did, how do we get to this point? What are we talking uh, about politics and lobbying? Oh, uh, politics, video why, games. What I like about stand-up. Yeah. Right. Uh, <laughs> so it's this 
performing, then I get to say something that matters. Hanging out with comics. That's that's pretty good. Sometimes it's overwhelming uh, because like I also have I have a group of friends that aren't comedians, mm-hmm. and I have a group of friends that are comedians. And so, very few comedians I've noticed are like pretty good about like including non-comedians like in conversation. Yeah. But a lot of people, especially like all of us being on like the up and up, like really trying to make it. Yeah. You're just trying to crack jokes. And you're just trying to be the funniest person there. Yeah. And. Like, sometimes that's not what conversations are about. Like, sometimes I'm <laughs> tiring. Also, like, I, I've been taking comedy seriously since, like, uh, I was dating, I started dating this girl, and I've been in a relationship with her for, like, five and a half years. So, like, when I bring her out to stuff, I'm hanging out with a bunch of comedians, and they're just, like, talking at me or at each other and, like, not including her at all. I'm like, this is the rudest shit. I can fucking imagine. Like, just engage her a little bit. You know, like, I'm not your audience. At best, she's your audience. <laughs> you know, so I do I do like hanging out with comedians because it's super funny. I like hanging out with them uh, sometimes I don't like hanging out with them in a group as much. But if yeah. it's just like me, I don't mind it. But if I'm with other people, then it's rough. I used to throw, like, uh, little party things or whatever, uh, invite people over, and that's when it was the worst, is, like, when I meshed oh. the two groups together. So. so comics would, it would click, they would click together of, like, comics and then, like, yeah, and then normies. Right. <laughs> normies. Uh, I call them muggles. But... <laughs> <laughs> normies. <laughs> that's so... Oh man, yeah, it's uh, it's fun. <laughs> uh, the other funny one that I hear sometimes is civilians. That's people call them civilians. Yeah, yeah. Oh no, <laughs> that is fair. Because we're grinding and working hard yeah. every day. We're out in the battlefields. <laughs> we're out in the trenches. <laughs> These civilians don't even know. Comedians are. I mean, they're so funny. Like some, it's not, some of the funniest people. But at the same time, uh, not at the same time. Different because the the amount of people who want to do comedy is so large. They're oh, yeah, also yeah. ones that are. Like Super competitive and, and super like depressed. People who are like super depressed, who are in it just to like essentially because they think being depressed is like what's funny. It's not. I feel like depression got cool, and I hate it. I hate that that's supposed to be funny. If uh, it's not depression that's cool, it's the fact that people are talking about it on stage, and those who can talk about it and be funny with it. Yes, that's that's important. That's, that's exactly the important right. part. If, if you can make jokes about it, that's great. But if your punchline is because I'm depressed. Then you're fucking depressed and you need to fix it or like you need help or I'll talk I'll talk with you about that. But like it's not it's not funny. You know, and that, yeah. that like drives me crazy. But uh they I don't know, there are a lot of really needy people and so it's like kinda of tough to maneuver sometimes. So mm-hmm. I also like to be polite as much as possible. Yeah. And if someone's like talking and just like won't stop, it's really hard to like break away yeah. from said thing. <laughs> also like I've, I've noticed this a lot, like, having conversations with comedians, they'll be looking all over the place to see if, like, somebody else more important is around to, like, talk to, mm. and that part is, like, a little bit insulting, yeah. uh, but I, I also get it, it's just, like, it's just hard to, like, uh, to deal with sometimes. Yeah, it's fun, it's it's also fun to, like, because you see another buddy, and you're like, oh, I want to say out of them, I totally. say out of them. Yeah, like, it's yeah. just, it's a big party, man, yeah. and I do get that, and I, comedians are my favorite people, it's just, like, there's such a hodgepodge of so many that it's, like, it's tough sometimes. In, in yeah. the, in the it's saturated. Areas. It's a little saturated here in LA. Uh, a little bit. <laughs> there are more comedians in this city than I thought were in the world. Honestly. It blew my mind. I wonder how many people doing comedy are in Los Angeles. Probably, probably several thousand. Oh, all of them. I think all of them. Every everybody. <laughs> Everyone in LA is doing comedy. I thought I thought that was <laughs> common knowledge by now. <laughs> One thing I do like about comedy is, like, uh, yeah. I'm meeting a lot of people uh, who are smarter than, like, anybody else I've ever met. 
Oh, you know, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. One, one of the big reasons I wanted to go to college is because I was like, oh, I'm just going to meet a whole bunch of like, super smart people, which isn't the case. You're just meeting a whole bunch of rich or privileged or fortunate people, sometimes smart people, but yeah. not that many. Nope. Honestly, and uh, so that was like, that was like a little bit disappointing, but in comedy, I meet some people who have fucking GEDs and are some of the smartest people I've ever met. Yeah, like, they go A to F. Yeah. And then you're like, wait, what? <laughs> It's nuts. It's so nuts, and it's like so inspiring and so great to be around. Uh, and like, I I love it. Uh, and like, I met Brad Solnitzer out here, and he's he's just a great guy. Like, uh, he's got a pretty good history. Have you had him on this podcast? Uh uh-uh. uh Brad. Brad Solnitzer. He runs like Ruaha and Nickel Club and uh, Stand Up and Dance. Cool. And he runs a ton of shows. He's so oh wait, funny. no, I know Brad. Yeah, he's got red uh, hair. Red hair. Yeah. Raspy voice. Yeah. That guy. Yeah. <laughs> He's a great guy, uh, and like I didn't know his last name. Yeah, so uh, I got to know him because he lives kind of by me. We get like coffee, fair share, and I just like when he's telling me about like his history and like what he wants to do with his life and stuff. It's like this this dude's great. He's just a great person. So it's yeah. it's nice to hear everybody like wear their heart on their sleeve because they feel like honesty is the best way to be funny, which it is, and that means that you can really find people who are self aware or like have good tendencies. Yeah. For the most part. So that's that's some of the stuff I like. There's not there are not very many secrets in stand up. Yeah. Oh man. I love, like, I I still love going to comedy shows too. Yes. Absolutely. It's and, so much fun. Oh man. I love like just watching, and listening, and like when it seems like it's a smart beginning, I'm like, oh fuck, where are they gonna take it? Are they gonna take it here? Are they gonna take it here? They could also take it here. Mm-hmm. And then it's like a fourth thing that I didn't think of, and I'm like, oh so man. Nuts. Oh. Some people are just, like, so good at, like, cracking down every bit of information in a joke. Like, uh, have you seen Tommy Donovan lately? Uh, not super lately. He did Meltdown a little bit ago, I think. He's, but, he's working on a show for CBS right now, I cool. think. Uh, but, like, if you, if you listen to his albums, they, they get progressively better and better, and his first one's fantastic. And it's, he he's so fast, and he just breaks down everything so great. Mm-hmm. He's, a, he's an incredible comedian. If, yeah, you're, he's if really you're not that familiar with him, totally get him uh, in his world. I took my girlfriend to uh, one of Brad's shows. It was called Nickel Club, which was is that like a speakeasy? It's kind of got like a jazz vibe. Yeah. Sweet shows, like five comedians that are all top notch. And uh, she'd been to that show a whole bunch. She's seen she's seen his funny comedy. When she saw Tommy Jerry, she was like, "He's the funniest person I've ever seen." Like, <laughs> so like, that's that's fine by me. I get it. And she's seen Louie, and she's seen Doug Stanhope, and she's seen Dave Chappelle. So you know, like, sometimes people are just like super fucking hilarious, and yeah. uh, you don't know that much about it. Yep. So that's I, I like people who are fast and smart. And, just good joke tellers. Kyle Dunnigan? I do love Kyle Dunnigan. He's so oh, great. Shit, man. So funny. <laughs> I was so sad when Professor Blastoff stopped, but I knew, like, it had to. Yeah. But then, like, uh, I still remember Kyle's first special with, like, the whole Costco bit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Am I gonna live long enough <laughs> to use this many paper towels? <laughs> All right, we're not here to do other people's bits, but you know, tangents—that's what—that's what happens. Actually, we are because I am actually Carlos Mencia. Oh, what? Fooled you? <laughs> Guess what? I've got an English accent now, yes. or American accent. Do the now. zipper and yeah, zip, zip all the way down. I gain weight when I take my zipper off. Yeah. It was all an optical illusion. It was CGI. The CGI we were talking about earlier—that's yeah. what it was. <laughs> Is it still cool to hate on a? Uh... They hate on him. Mencia? Mencia. I don't I know. Think, I feel like it's I think it's hack to hate yeah, on him. Yeah, right? Oh. That's so crap. <laughs> That's so funny. I apologize, everybody. 
<laughs> no, he's no, of. he's terrible. He he steals people's jokes and doesn't admit it. I should I should have said fat Jew. I should have gone with the topical one. But him too. Yeah. Him too. <laughs> he got his show canceled, which is great. Yeah. It's, I guess so. Like, it just it sucks. I mean, it really does suck with this whole situation. But you right. know. I, uh, the whole yeah, it's just taking people's stuff and then posting it as, as his own. But that, I mean, that's the problem with the, the internet in general, is like, everyone's posting their stuff for free as it is anyway, if yeah. someone's taking advantage of it. You're in Shit's Creek, or up Shit's Creek. You're in Shit's Creek. Not even up it, you're just swimming in that thing. But it's also co- cool that, like, people went through and they were like, hey, wait a minute. That sounds like so-and-so's joke. Totally. And they find it, and it's earlier, and then you're like, he stole it verbatim. That piece of shit, he's not getting a show on Comedy Central. It's, it's so nuts, like, <laughs> What social media you can do, essentially, yeah. to like really give voice to what the people want. Yeah, I think that's nuts. I think that's neat. And I think it's great. It's know? really been cool too with TV lately, where it's like, oh, this show that usually you'd have to like wait once it goes off the air and be like, is it gonna get renewed? I don't know. It's up in the air. Rick and Morty got renewed for season three. Um, uh, Daredevil got renewed like the day after it came out. Yeah. Yeah. They they just know They're like people are gonna watch this. Yeah. You know, it's like so easy to track now. Oh man, it's, it's great. It's amazing. I, I love what the internet has done for like uh, media, essentially. Yeah, I think, I think it's phenomenal. Better Call Saul got renewed the day it came out. I think is that true? Yeah, <laughs> it had the biggest ratings of all time. That's so nuts. Of any premiere, I think S- someone fact checked me on that. I don't know, <laughs> but I'm pretty. Like, call the complaint department. <laughs> Well, I was going to continue listening, but one fact was potentially not right. Mm, not my cup of tea. <laughs> oh, man. I also uh, like that um, because because of uh, because of the internet and stuff, there can be like so many different channels as well. Like, a whole bunch of stuff can be just online, like Hulu or Amazon yeah. or Yahoo. Netflix. Or Netflix, right? And then Grace and Frankie? Have you seen that? Grace and Frankie's great. It's right. Darren so on it. So good. Yeah, I, I dug it. I was, I was pretty into that show. It's uh, so dramatic, too. Like, so emotional. And you're like, holy shit. Yeah. It, <laughs> that goes. It takes levels and shit. And then it has those moments where it's, like, super, like, crying and stuff. And then it, like, cuts it with a joke. Yeah. And you're like, oh, fuck you. That's so good. <laughs> oh, man. The yeah, writing that, on that show is amazing. Yeah, it's great. Uh, it's great. Oh. <sighs> The show that I watched most recently that I like the most uh, is the show Man Seeking Woman that was on FX. It was uh, yeah. Jay Bruchel and uh, Eric yep. Andre. And that I liked it too. Like, so incredible because it's so absurd and crazy. Right, and, like it's just it's it's nuts. <laughs> the they take all these. Uh, She's kind of a troll. <laughs> <laughs> I love that every metaphor is the reality. Yeah, and yeah. then like everything that's reality is just like hated. It's so. <laughs> It's so great. Destination wedding. It's in hell. Hell, yeah. <laughs> so dress warm. Dress appropriately. The the whole the episode about cheating where he keeps going back into court. Like, is it technically oh, legal? Man. It's so fucking good, man. <laughs> and I, I love Eric Andre. I'm so all about Eric Andre. He's, He's so really funny. funny. The first time I saw him do stand up, I was like, this is the funniest thing. Wait, you episode. don't know how to do spiralize? <laughs> From that episode. <laughs> Dude, so hard. When I hit puberty, a, a wizard was, came to me and taught me how to do spiralize. I thought that happened to everyone. <laughs> yeah. I haven't seen much of um, Eric Andre's show. Is that on um, it's an Adult Swim? Show, yeah. It's pretty good. As it's well super as weird. as well as Children's, Children's Hospital, Hospital season seven coming soon. 
And now Children's Hospital has Newsreaders, mm-hmm. which is uh, in season two or season two ended. I don't know. I don't know what's going on. Um, with it, as far as that goes. And then what's the other show that's within that show? It's like another branch off, I think. Um, or I sh- or just like within the universe of Children's Hospital. I know they have a bunch of stuff. I don't know <laughs> what I'm allowed to talk about <laughs> as far as like stuff that's going on in like yeah. uh, show stuff. And I need to catch up too because. Then I could just talk freely. I. Th- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't want you to spoil anything. Not, I'm not. I'm not going to spoil anything. <coughs> yeah. I, I will say that I, if if you watch the upcoming season, then you will fucking love it. it it's it's so good. It's so fucking incredible. Like yeah, it's it's very funny. I'm I'm geeked to be involved. With it. <laughs> oh wait, um, the one I think it was season one. Nick Offerman and Rob Hubel. And they're both talking about the date or whatever, what what date it was. And he's like, "Check your watch, man." And like, <laughs> he he had the date wrong or something. He thought it was like September thirteenth, but it was September eleventh. And so he, <laughs> it comes back, and he's like, "That was my nine eleven." <laughs> I can't remember the exact bit, but it was something ridiculous. And I was like, "Thank you." Oh that man, it's so good. Oh, it's amazing. I've literally I've only seen some of season six. And then, like, maybe one or two episodes outside of that. And okay. then the season that I'm working on. It's, like, it's brand new to me overall. Yeah. But, uh... Because it's, um, like, anywhere from 11 to 15-minute episodes, right? Yeah, they're typically about, like, 11 minutes long, I think. Yeah. Uh, but they can be a little bit longer. So, <laughs> it's it's just so funny, man. And it's so weird. Like, there's there's no rules. That's what I love the most about it. And they're all great performers. Like, they're all so committed. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah, 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 yeah. I, I love that. I think commitment is, like, the big key to comedy. It's so. so awesome. Oh, man. Well, I feel like this has been... Yeah, good time? Yeah. Do you want to plug stuff? Plug everything. Uh, <laughs> I, I will soon have my show back. We're looking for a new location for F This Show, which I run with Trevor Smith. Uh, we do five comedians. E-F-F? F, like just the letter F. Oh, okay. We have a website, fthisshow.com. Uh, you can go to it and see what was. <laughs> we, we just had to, we had to leave our venue just because it was like, we, it just wasn't working out. Yeah. So, like, it's a little bit rough. Uh, so we're looking for new places. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter. Harry says shtick. Shtick? Like, yeah, S H. S C H? Oh, I don't know. I think it's S. I think it's just S H. I think it's just S H T I C K. Let me look it up. Uh, in the meanwhile, you can add me on Facebook if you want. <laughs> oh, shit. Uh, Chinese symbol, Chinese symbol, Chinese symbol. Just send me a friend request on Facebook. <laughs> Can't wait to add that motherfucker. <laughs> I've been waiting for that dude for so long. Uh, <laughs> Chinese symbol. You don't know him? Oh, he no, I've kills heard of, it in I've Little Tokyo. I've heard of him. I've heard jealous. of him. Chinese symbol, Chinese symbol. No, C. Okay, so it's just Harry says shtick. H-A-R-R-Y-S-A-Y-S-S-H-T-I-C-K. So that's that's what it is. Get me up to a thousand people on Twitter. I need it. And is it Moros or Moros? Moros. Moros. Moros in your Cheerios or your bank account. Moros. <laughs> my friends like to say more nose, you know, because I got the big schnoz going on. Uh, yeah, so th- those are the things to plug. HarryMoros.com, that's another thing to plug. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to think about some of those. I'm, uh, I'm a video Instagram video. and Vine and Twitter. Yeah, and Instagram. Oh, hey, Twitter hey. you're dead. Yeah, Twitter I did. Instagram, I don't know what mine is. I think it's HarryRM or HR Moros. <laughs> Follow both of us. <laughs> H-R-M-O-R-O-Z Follow that That's an Instagrammer Yeah I'm pretty good on Instagram I gotta say I get like A couple likes here and there <laughs> It's okay I take Instagram seriously You know that yeah. uh, I'm, I'm not very good at Instagram I like it I, I have a lot of fun with it I think yeah. Instagram's fun I'm not like I'm not like blowing up on it or anything But 
I have a fun time with it. You're blowing um, up. I'm, I'm blowing up. You're blowing up pretty hard. Just physically, I think. <laughs> Gaining some Instagram weight. star, you will be. <laughs> I'm going to release, there's going to be a series uh, coming out on Instagram. Uh, it'll be hashtag, it's going to be called, uh, I think it's going to be called Harry Being Bad. So that'll be coming out soon. Also, watch out for my thing that I'm going to release, I think next week. Does this drop? When does this drop? Oh, 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 oh. I'll tell you. This drops on the 18th. Yeah, this this coming week. Okay. This week. So uh, if you're listening to this, then go online and look up uh, <laughs> real audio from the Spider-Man kiss scene. You can look up my name. I'm going to release that next week. I might be doing a whole bunch of series. I've, I've gone into the depths of the movie business, and I've looked up all the real audio from the uh, kiss scenes in famous movies, and I, uh, <laughs> I'm going to release it to the public. So so you just hear them kissing? Yeah, you can hear what it's going to be like. Uh, so, <laughs> so you guys can check that out. That'll be a blast. It's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be really good. <laughs> uh, it's so going to be silent and awkward. Oh, it's going to be... It's Why gonna are be we watching this? You're, you're going to love it! You're going to love it! Um... <laughs> Then we'll have this stuff to promote. Do I have anything else to promote? Just go to my website. Go to harrymotors.com. We've got a whole bunch of stuff going yeah. on. Yeah. And listen to this fucking podcast. Yeah, listen to it, everyone. And um, if you didn't hear me before, book all of us on everything. Yeah. I mean, me specifically, <laughs> but. <laughs> <laughs> book Doug, too. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, if, if you guys do need me, I might be in space. I don't know if I'm going to call back about yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. You know, just dial my to NASA phone. To be a phone. cosmonaut, yeah. not an astronaut. Well, I couldn't be an astronaut. Why is it cosmonaut instead of astronaut? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Or is there a difference? There's got to be. I think it's just like the Russian thing. Because there's also been Astro the dog, right? Yeah, there was an Astro the dog. And there's also been Cosmo the dog. There's been Cosmo the Kramer as well. <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot of Cosmos. Like I said, yeah. Cosmo the dog. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, there's yeah. all that. Uh, cool. Book us, have a fun time. Yeah. Do your closing stuff. Do the thing. This has been You and Me and Thoughts and Talk with Doug Culp. And... Harry Moros, Playboy! Say what, say what, say what?